With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. And we're joined today by our resident ghost, Bloody Mary. That's right. And we just did a weird thing and recorded our ads first. So I just had the urge to say, if you like Bloody Mary, (laughs) (laughs) you're going to love this Bloody Mary. Uh, You won't love Bloody Mary because that is a scary kids game. It seems like a lot of girls do this, but I know some boys who have done it as well. I have. Where you stand in the mirror, and there are variations that we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. You look in the mirror, it's a darkened room, maybe you got a candle going. If you're lucky. And you say the words Bloody Mary a certain amount of times. It varies. Sometimes sometimes 13. Per region. Right. <laughs> sometimes you turn in a circle 13 times. I've never heard of that. I would fall over. That's the Parma, Ohio method. And then depending on how uh, skilled you are at your incantations, Bloody Mary may kill you. May reach through the mirror and pull you into the netherworlds. Mm-hmm. May claw your face and eyes out. Yeah. Or you may just die of fright. Or maybe nothing at all. Or she may just be standing there glowering at you, really mad that you, you brought her to this mirror, but she can't do anything about it. Right. Like, oh, look these kids. Yeah. Either way, you're going to go running out of this bathroom, and you're going to be talking to your friends about what you saw. And we'll talk about it later, but in a weird a weird way, like, they're correct when they say they saw something strange, right? Uh, possibly. Okay. We'll, we'll go with yes. <laughs> so what's the deal? Where did this thing come from? So that's the other thing about it. It's not just a game, but there's, there's because there's, like, a legend wrapped around it, and the legend is kind of evolving and changing regionally and over time, like you were saying, it actually constitutes a piece of American folklore. They're pretty sure it's American, right? And they've actually been studying it here or there, like kind of sporadically. But the first person to actually put it pen to paper about it was a folklorist named uh, Janet Langloy. That's what I'm going with, Langloy. Great last name look-wise, tough to say. You know what? I I prefer Langlois. You could say it like that. It's even harder to say. (laughs) Langlois. Right. (laughs) It almost looks like chamois, but with an L. <laughs> oh, man. Chamois confused me for the first 30-something years of my life. <laughs> Why is everybody saying it like that? I knew what a chamois was, but I never put the two together. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But this lady's last name is not chamois. It's Langlois. Langlois. That's right. And and she's uh, a folklorist, like I Yeah, said. and I think she sort of just... I mean, it was around, but she was the first person to kind of start writing about it right. a little bit. And it turns out, like, because it's regional, there are a bunch of different names besides Bloody Mary. Uh, Hell Mary is one. Mm-hmm. Mary Worth is hysterical. <laughs> I think so. That's too. a full-on comic strip. It is one of the weirdest comic strips ever. Yeah, what was the deal with that? It's like I, Mark Trail. I don't know. At least Mark Trail is appealing to kids Nothing about Mary Worth <laughs> had any appeal to kids. Like Aww. they would just be like, "What? What is this? Poor Mary I don't understand Worth. any of this." <laughs> it was a comic strip, a soap opera comic strip for grownups. Very bizarre. Uh, oh, was it for grownups? Uh, totally. And then there was also, I think, Apartment Three E was a very similar kind of uh, 
comic strip. I might have the apartment number wrong, but it was like that. No, thank you. Give me Garfield. Give me Beetle Bailey. Give me right. Wizard of Id. Don't forget High and Lois. Bloom County. I could do uh, this all day. <laughs> Zitz. Remember, Zitz did a, a, um, a comic featuring us. Oh, yeah, of course. That was awesome. But Bloody Mary has nothing to do with any of that. We should do one on comic strips. That's a great idea. I can't believe we haven't. I knew we did comic books, but not comic strips. We should definitely check. That is a great idea. Uh, we'll wind it out here with a few more names uh, that I like. Black Angus is another. Mm-hmm. And then Svarte <laughs> Madame. Yeah. Like, what did it say? Black Angus? <laughs> <laughs> Black Agnes. Right, right. So oh, all of them are just, beef. they're different names for the same spirit that you can conjure from the uh, from your mirror if you do this right. Um, and there's a few of those names kind of stand out, a couple of them really. The first one, Bloody Mary, that's the one I always heard. And if you read about Bloody Mary, a lot of the people who are writing about Bloody Mary trace her to uh, Queen Mary I of England, who ruled from 1555 to 58. And she was actually called Bloody Mary because she was a Protestant killer. <laughs> That's right. Uh, she ordered the death of many Protestants uh, to be burned at the stake and other grisly forms of death. Uh, but here's the thing. like, It's probably not on account of her that we say Bloody Mary because she wasn't doing the actual killing. And in the folklore, like, it's really Bloody Mary doing the killing. And she like bathes in the blood of children and stuff like that. Right. So um, that doesn't really jibe. It more jibes with somebody else, a woman by a totally different name, Elizabeth Bathory, the Countess of Blood, I think they call her, who actually is reputed to have killed many, many peasant girls herself and actually did probably bathe in their, their blood. And she may actually be the most prolific serial killer in history. So there's like maybe we're talking, we're looking at like a mishmash of different names traits, characters, or it could just be totally coincidental or they don't really know where this thing came from is, is what I'm saying. Or it was based on Mary Worth, the soap opera comic strip <laughs> for right. adults. Right. She just got really boring <laughs> as the comic strip went on. She's like, no, I might as well start killing kids. <laughs> right. Uh, should we take a break? I think so. All right. Let's take a break and we'll talk a little bit more about some of the variations. And believe it or not, there's sort of a little real science to this one, too. Listen to this. It's a game changer. Amazon is now in healthcare. Yes, Amazon. It's called Amazon One Medical. They offer same-day appointments. And if that's not convenient enough for you, they also have 24-7 virtual care. Yeah, you know, imagine you're feeling so sick that even the thought of getting out of bed is just too much for you. With Amazon One Medical, you don't have to leave the house. Of course, what good is that if you then have to drag yourself to the pharmacy? But you don't have to do that either because of Amazon Pharmacy. It makes a lot of sense. Delivering things fast is what Amazon is known for, and that's exactly what they do here. They'll deliver your prescriptions directly to your door. No waiting in pharmacy lines with people who probably all have something worse than whatever you're there for. Again, this is a game changer. Thanks to Amazon Pharmacy and Amazon One Medical, healthcare just got less painful. Hey, everybody. Josh and Chuck are here to tell you about a new podcast, Car and Drivers Into Cars, a production of Car and Driver and iHeartMedia's Ruby Studio. 
That's right. It's hosted by Eddie Alterman and Tony Quiroga. Into Cars is the ultimate podcast for car lovers. Whether you're in the market for a new set of wheels or just love the sound of a V8, car and driver's panel of editors and car experts test drive and review today's most compelling new rides. And the best part, Eddie and Tony have no filter. They review cars with the same blend of intelligence, independence, and irreverence that has made Car and Driver a trusted source for news and reviews since 1955. Car and Driver's Into Cars is brought to you by eBay Motors. All the parts you need at the prices you want guaranteed to fit your ride every time visit ebaymotors.com for more eligible items only exclusions apply so jump in buckle up and listen to car and drivers into cars available wherever you get podcasts Okay, Chuck, you talked about variations. One thing you can do is spin in a circle 13 times. Not Another me. one is you can chant her name a certain amount of times. Another variation is where you actually prick your finger and make it bleed, and then you press fingers with the person you're doing this with and chant. Don't do Seems, that, kids. It's hardcore. Yeah. Um, and then there's also uh, saying, I believe. I saw in a few variations that you say, like, Mary Worth, I believe. Mary Worth, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the chant. And okay. a a, um, a kind of a matronly, well-dressed, animated woman appears in your mirror and says, what's the bother? <laughs> uh, and, you know, this is kind of thing that's done at slumber parties and sleepovers. Uh, the kids all, you know, think they see something. They get scared. Mm -hmm. Their imagination takes over. Mm -hmm. But supposedly... There was a little real science to this in that in 2010, uh, a researcher out of Italy named Giovanni Caputo nice. did a little experiment where he had people stare into a mirror in a dimly lit room for 10 minutes mm -hmm. and write down what they saw. And out of the 50 test subjects, very robust, 66% <laughs> of people said they saw huge deformations of their face. Uh, 48% also saw fantastical and monstrous things. And other people said they saw the face of a parent or the face of an animal or an old woman or a child. Yeah, and I was looking um, at why that might happen. And apparently one yes, explanation... why wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> one explanation is that your brain becomes sensitized to the visual information it's getting. Okay. And because it doesn't need... It's already judged this image a non-thread and it's not food or anything like that. It stops filling in the details. And so visually a deformation occurs in your image of what you're seeing in the Just mirror. Just because you're staring your at it brain. for so long? Yes. Yeah. So there actually is science to this idea where, you know, the chanting of Bloody Mary doesn't necessarily do anything. Although, I don't know, maybe it puts you in something of a trance-like state where this happens on a deeper level or something. But at the very least, we realize that the brain stops filling in details so a deformed version of like a face can see. And then you also add in our... Um, innate need to fill in patterns or to find patterns mm -hmm. and to see faces in things. So maybe we start inputting stuff in those missing areas and it be it comes out all monstrous or baby-like. But wouldn't you need for this effect to take place to do it for like 10 minutes and not just say Bloody Mary three times? Yeah, I think you're. I think that's part of the game. Is you're supposed to stay in there for longer than oh, just okay. however long it takes to say Bloody Mary three times. 
You know, like you maybe you chant Bloody Mary three times and then you just stare until you just are scared and run out of the bathroom. You know what game is a lot more fun than that at a slumber party? How about that game where you go in a closet with someone and, I don't know, kiss in the dark? Sure, sure. Or light as a feather, stiff as a board is pretty awesome. Yeah, but I was I was probably more scared of kissing a girl in a closet than I was of, of <laughs> encanting Bloody Mary. Right. Um, there was this great article on this. Well, a couple of them. I found some on uh, Penn State University's like folklore site. Mental Floss had something good, and Snopes did too. But in that Mental Floss article, they turned up um, a possible provenance of this game and linked it to a Robert Burns poem from, I think, 1786, where I think the poem is called Halloween, and and Robert Burns is basically giving you party ideas at your next Halloween gathering in the 18th century. And one of them is what um, girls can do to look in the mirror to see who they'll marry. Right, and the idea from Mental Floss and others is maybe just the word Mary got kind of twisted up over the years. Mm -hmm. And that's where that came from? That's part of it. And then another part is, so you're looking in the mirror and you're combing your hair and or eating an apple at the same time. And then you'll see in the mirror over your shoulder the face of the person you're going to marry. But you could also see a skull. And that means you're going to die before you have a chance to marry. And so it's possible that that and the Mary kind of turn into Bloody Mary because of the skull. Uh, That's one explanation for where this came from. There's another one from 1998 that is super 1998. Yeah, that it might have something to do with uh, uh, some kind of ritual for when an adolescent girl enters her menzies. Which is called what, Chuck? Monarchy, right? That's right. That word really stuck with me over the years. Yeah, it did. We both learned that one together. And it makes sense in a really kind of figurative way. Like the whole game is really preoccupied with blood, right? That's one. Sure. Um, The age of the girls who mm -hmm. tend to play these games kind of aligns. Yeah, it's definitely considered a girls' game and like a late pubescent pre, or should I should say, late prepubescent, early adolescent age time frame. So that would be the right time for this game to be played too. Yeah, and the last part of that one is uh, something we talked a lot about on our episode about that many many years ago. Was mm-hmm. we're kind of like one of the only cultures that doesn't have some kind of ritual uh, rite of passage for girls entering that phase of their life, right? Yeah, and then this kind of suggests that, like, girls still need that anyway, even if they're, they're, they don't live in a culture that has it, and this stands in in some really weird roundabout way, which I just find fascinating. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. So that's Bloody Mary, everybody, and we're one step closer to Halloween. So beware. In the meantime, short stuff is out like a bat in the night. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.